Mask Radio Influence, podcasting redefined. Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Uncorked Media Podcast. I am your host, Tracy, and I'm really looking forward to having a great week. This past weekend was quite interesting for me. I have to share a little story. I am an avid runner. You may or may not know this. I've probably done, let's see, 10 half marathons in the last 14 months. And I can't even count how many 5, 10, 8, and 15 Ks I've done. Anyway, one of my favorite races is coming up this weekend. It's the Best Damn Race, uh, located in Safety Harbor. They do have them all over the country in different cities, but I always do the one closest to home. It's one of my absolute favorite races of the year. Well, this past Thursday, I was sitting down at my computer doing some work. I got up to go get some water out of the kitchen, and somehow my left foot kind of slipped. I didn't fall or twist my ankle or anything like that, and I felt a weird kind of a pop, and then the most excruciating pain I think I've ever felt with any injury I've ever sustained in my life. Needless to say, I woke up the next morning, I could barely walk. I had a really hard time over the weekend, couldn't do anything fun such as Gasparilla in Tampa. And it was actually kind of an eye-opener for me because I think sometimes, especially if you're self-employed, when you work for yourself and don't have certain benefits such as insurance or perhaps a lot of money in your savings account, it's very hard to deal with something like this. And I spent most of yesterday kind of reflecting on what's going on in my life as far as trying to, you know, be my own boss and run my own company, as well as how can I start to plan for the future? I'm a single mom, as you may or may not know, and my kids always come before me. So when it comes to my needs, I always come last. I have to worry about them first and foremost. So anyway, I I sat down yesterday and kind of worked on a plan for things in the future. I do not have health insurance, which is definitely a horrible thing for me to even admit, but it's just been tough, especially as a single mom. So I'm going to really start looking into some of these things, getting insurance, and really just having kind of a backup plan in case something like this ever happens. So this is now three days later. I'm still in a lot of pain, but definitely taking it easy as much as I can. And I really hope I can run this weekend. I don't want to push it, but if I start to feel better, I'm definitely going to try it. And even if I have to hobble my way through those 13 miles, I will do it. Anyway, I wanted to touch today on influencer marketing, which is something that as any small business, whether you are a small company of five people or you're a larger company with over 50, influencer marketing is really important to help grow your brand. I can speak on this from both sides. As an influencer in Tampa, I go to a lot of events by local restaurants, different small companies that will invite a group of us out to be a part of their, whether it's a grand opening or a new product launch to take pictures and to really help promote them and share our experiences on social media. As a company, you can really benefit from this because let's say you're a new restaurant opening up and you want to get the word out. To invite, let's say, 15 or 20 people to a media night and have everyone come in and showcase pictures of your dishes, share them on social media, it truly is the best way to market yourself versus spending lots of money on expensive advertising campaigns. I have really watched some of the smaller restaurants in Tampa grow to be 
huge and just have a huge following because of influencer marketing. So I wanted to just kind of touch on this a little bit today. And I've had some people message me and ask me, how do you choose influencers? What do you look for? Well, I myself manage several social media accounts for different clients. And depending on what the company is or what they do, and I'm going to use food as an example. Here in Tampa Bay, there are several hashtags that are used in the food industry. Tampa Bay Foodies is one. Tampa Foodie, singular. They, you have to kind of look at both the singular and the plural form of the hashtag. Tampa Influencer. Tampa Eats, the list goes on and on. So I will take some time and I'll spend maybe half an hour of my day searching through those particular hashtags and I look for photos that really pop. Certain influencers always come to mind, but I also like to look for ones that might just be starting out and have wonderful photography skills. I then create a list of people that I want to work with. And if I have something coming up for one of my clients, I will be sure to invite them. I'm very clear as to what I would like them to do for me. I did a dinner at a local pizza restaurant back in October, and I invited about 20 different people, and I was very clear. I said, I'll have you guys come in. You're going to sample different items from the menu. I gave them a list of hashtags that was was not only just in an email, but it was also on the food menu they had in front of them. And I told them, I said, all I want you to do is enjoy yourself, have fun, get creative, share your experience on social media. And it worked out wonderfully. We had a great time. We increased the following on Instagram for that particular restaurant by 30 in just two days, which may not sound like a lot, but it's actually been growing steadily ever since. I've had a lot of people contact me and say, thank you so much because of you, I now know about this place. And the owners of the restaurant have been very happy with what I've been able to help them with. So that's just one little avenue that you can use. If you have a certain product that you're trying to release into the market, let's just say it's maybe a makeup product, you want to look for beauty bloggers or fashion bloggers that would definitely benefit from using your product. You would send them a sample and do kind of the same thing. Give them a time frame to share their experience with your product, showcase it on Instagram. Perhaps they can write a post about it if they have a blog. Maybe they can do some video blogging as well, which is really becoming quite popular and definitely a wonderful way to expose your brand. I also like to make sure to give a time frame, especially if it's a product trial. You don't want it to go too long once the person receives the product. I, for example, was contacted by a watch company. I don't want to say their name right now, but I will be sharing it later on social media. They reached out to me and offered me my choice of a watch, which is absolutely gorgeous. I just received it last week, and it's definitely one of my favorite pieces that I own right now. And they just want me to not only write about the watch and what I think of it on my website, but to also showcase pictures of me out and about with the watch, obviously the center of the of attention in the post. They gave me a time frame of three weeks and they clearly explained what they wanted from me and how to do it in a timely manner. They also asked for me to send them a draft of my post before it goes live so they can make sure that they approve it and that everything falls within the guidelines that they placed on this project. Back in the summer, I also worked with a vodka brand that did the same thing. They offered to pay me a certain amount of money. All I had to do was share my version of 
in, of an entertaining recipe with their vodka, whether it involved the drink or just food to enjoy with their beverage. They gave me a time frame. I submitted my drafts as they needed them, and it worked out great. And because of that, I was able to get some more more opportunities that came my way. So definitely influencer marketing is something that I'm a big believer in. Whether you are just an influencer that is just starting out or if you are a company that's looking to expand your brand, it's a great way to really get started. And if you have any questions on any of this, please, you can always email me, Tracy at the uncorked media group.com. I will be showcasing on my Instagram and Facebook page some samples of influencer marketing that I find to be very helpful. Another thing I really can recommend for you to do is take the time to get to know some of the influencers, follow them on social media, engage with them, really get to try to know them, especially if they're in your area, because they can be some of your biggest advocates for your brand. Anyway, that's going to be all for today. I just wanted to touch on this, and I hope you all have a wonderful week. I will be busy trying to heal my injury and hopefully be able to run this weekend so I can definitely complete my third, I think it'll be my 12th, actually, my 12th half marathon. Have a wonderful week. If you have any questions, please reach out to me on Instagram at the, sorry, at Uncorked Media. And on Facebook, you can find me at the Uncorked Media Group. You can also email me, Tracy at the Uncorked Media Group.com. Be sure to listen every Monday as a new episode comes out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com. Thank you. This is a Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Everybody do me a favor. Welcome to Duffified Live. Michelle Regustus. We as chefs need to start saying, and the consumer has to start saying something as well. Like, why are you well, not questioning right. that you're getting 10 f- chicken McNuggets for a dollar? I, I, listen, I, I have a funny story. One day I was at the restaurant and I was buying these beautiful chicken. I mean, these chickens were so beautiful. They were 50 to a pen, which by the way, chickens do like to stay close. Not 300,000, but 50. <laughs> and they could jump in and out of these pens, right? And he moved them three times a day and they ate the three clovers that he planted and they fertilized and they shit. It was good for the environment. They gave it back. And then at eight weeks when it was time to, you know, they had one bad day. These chickens had a good life. I'm, I'm insistent on that. Like, I'm not going to buy something that's not that's stuck in a cage and uh, I can't. I also think we ingest that that fear. Anyways, that's a whole other thing. So this woman eats orders the wings because now, you know, of course, we use every part of the chicken. So uh, one of the servers comes in and says, hey, chef, I I have this lady out there. She doesn't like the the chicken wings. And and I think they were like roasted with like lemon and rosemary. I mean, they were delicious. And so I go out and I'm like, so uh, you don't like the wings? And she's like, you know what? They taste too, okay, you ready? Chickeny. 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 I I almost started cracking up and I was like, are you kidding me? And then I was like, what do you mean? I mean, and I looked and I said, I think what you mean is maybe a little bit more gamey, a little bit more. I I said, they taste like what chicken should taste like. So then I sat with her and I was like, let me ask you a question. Where do you buy your chicken? And she's like, well, it's like the grocery store, like just, you know, Tyson or whatever. And I'm like, okay, so that chicken is filled with antibiotics. It will taste like, and saline, they just blow it up. So whatever you put sauce, you put on it, that's what it's going to taste like. And I was like, you're actually eating real chicken. Yeah. Like nobody, I don't, people don't even know what real chicken tastes like. That's absurd. 
Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com. 